0: Hello, everyone. This is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time. I'm joined here by Rush, and today we're actually going to be reviewing a film that we just uh, kind of watched that just is kind of new as well, uh, called Gran Turismo. And there is a kind of a really cool aspect of this movie based around the video game Gran Turismo, obviously, that's really enjoyable. But this movie, according to the Tomato Meter, has a 65%, so they're giving this a 6.5 out of 10, essentially. But the audience is giving it a 98%, and I honestly tend to side with the audience score. And in this case, I definitely do. Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed this movie. Rush, how about yourself? Yeah,
1: I enjoyed the movie as well. I I thought it was very detailed as well.
0: When it came to the racing, the cars, some of, like, genuinely the psychology of racing, I thought it was pretty... pretty, um, Not realistic, because it's a movie, obviously, but... They got it as close as you can to a bunch of amateurs trying to go pro into something they love mm-hmm. um, which is still crazy this movie is actually based on a true story yeah um, but we'll go over some of the actual movie facts real quick before we get more into our opinions um, The movie information I'll just read this off for more context real quick based on the true story of uh, Jan Martinborough, the film is the ultimate wish. A fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. Uh, directed by Neil Blunkamp and produced by Doug Belgrad, Asad uh, Q, Carter Swan, Dana Brunetti. Uh, written by Jason Hall and Zach Balin. Release date was August 15th, 2023. Um, And release date for streaming was September 26, 2023. Box office gross in the U.S. was a little over $44 million. Runtime, over two hours. Um, Distributed by Columbia Pictures. Uh, As well as the sound mix is by Dolby Atmos and Dolby Digital. Production company Trigger Street Productions. 2.0 Entertainment, TSG Entertainment, PlayStation Productions, Sony Pictures, Columbia Pictures... Michael DeLuca Productions and Marzano Films. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with, like, this many listed production companies. Mm-mm. But, fuck it, I guess. Um, it's the new Yeah, there is. But It is. But there's got... Uh, the cast and crew featured David Harbour as Jack Salter, who, in my opinion, this movie, like, low-key was about him. Yeah. Like, more, like... It was definitely about Jan Martinborough and his success and achievements, but... Um... Jack Salter's story was, like, paralleled with yeah. Jan's the entire time. Um, David Harbour had a really good performance. Orlando Bloom played Danny Moore. Really fun and loose performance by Orlando Bloom. One of my favorite movies with him in it. David Harbour's best performance by far, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie uh, Maticweet played Jan Martinborough. I've never heard of this guy, but props to him for a really big role breaking breaking in onto the scene. Um, Darren Barnett played Matty Davis, kind of like the competitor in the, the GT Academy for Jan. Uh, good performance by that guy. And then a bigger name is uh, Damon Hansel played uh, Steve Martinborough, Jan's dad. Pretty, pretty good performance by him as well whenever he was on the, the screen. He was given kind of an emotional performance and kind of, yeah. You know, you don't really take those kind of like supporting cast roles like with... Too much seriousness, but you learn to really appreciate them over time. Especially the more movies you watch, you see these types of actors and actresses throughout time. Like, oh, I remember him from that film. He's really good, and then he's still carrying that consistency into this film for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, Rush, go ahead and break down this movie in terms of like what your favorite aspects of it were, as well as you know maybe your favorite scene. There will be spoilers. Spoiler alert for sure. But go ahead, take it away, Rush.
1: I think my favorite part of the uh, movie was the whole, the idea of it being, like, a true story in a sense, I guess you could say, I like the idea that it is, they tried to stick it as far as possible to the real story, they also had, um, I believe you told me, uh, the stunt driver for the movie Yeah, was 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 Jan Martin. The
0: actual Jan Martinborough was the stunt driver, the stunt double, which is pretty cool.
1: All the camera work that you see inside the vehicle and everything like that being the parts where the stunt driver would be in during those scenes, that is actually Jan Martinborough and he did, I believe, didn't didn't you say all the stunt driving? All the stunt driving? All the stunt driving for the film was just done by Jan Martinborough.
0: Well for his character I'm sure they had others For oh, okay. other characters But The driving was definitely Done by professionals And Give me your and thoughts the, On the like fact, the driving
1: And the fact that John Marlborough Like The whole idea of it It started off with him Just playing You know Grand Turismo Yeah You know And all of a sudden This dude's whipping around In vehicles that go Like 100 200 miles an hour Flying oh, yeah. across turns Drifting around, everything like that, doing things that we only see in video games or can do in video
0: games. And it was a good underdog story because genuinely, in the film, obviously no one believed in him. I'm sure no one in real life believed him and believed in him as well. Playing video games to going into like actually racing, um, but like it was a really cool like story in that regard of like someone playing video games, doing something they love, and it pays off. Because, mm-hmm. like, we all want to do what we love and, you know, our passion. You know, that's something that anyone can relate to. I just thought that was a pretty cool aspect of the story as well. It was written very well, in my opinion. It was very dramatic in some parts. Like, you could tell, like, the, mu- like, the music sometimes would get a little, like, too into the scene. Mm-hmm. But that's my only real gripe with this movie. I really enjoyed the racing. Like, yeah. the actual cars. I thought it, I think... I agree with
1: you on what you said whenever you said you think it's like the best racing movie.
0: I think it might be. I think it is as well. When you break it, I'm not saying like story, characters, you can argue that. But when it comes down to the racing aspect of this movie and the cinematography for the cars, for the racing... The speeds they were going, the shots they were getting, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never seen them, not even Fast and Furious was doing that for me. And I get it, it's different racing, this is F1, just street racing. But still, like, the fact that no movie's been able to, like, besides Rush, there's been been good racing movies, I'm not saying there hasn't been. I'm just saying that I've never seen a movie like this, when it comes to, like, the actual aspect of, like, the sharp cuts and the turns, the speed differential, the braking, like... Everything was, like, so... I was stressed. Like, this movie, especially in theaters, when I watched it in theaters, uh, I've watched this movie twice already, uh, but very, very stressful and intense. Like, very intense driving scenes and sequences. And beautiful cars. Yes. The cars were gorgeous. That gold-wrapped Lambo, Mm -hmm. uh, that was something. Um, That UPS McLaren, that was sick. But uh, give, give me your thoughts on overall... What you thought of the implementation of the Gran Turismo style of driving, how they would edit in, like, some of the race lines, how they, uh, even at the end when he, you know, spoiler alert, when the GT Nissan, like, the best sim racers for Nissan had to go and race Le Mans, and they podiumed, remember at the end when he, like, steps out of the car and it, it cuts to that... When you win in Gran Turismo. Yeah. I thought that was fire. Mm-hmm. Like, they had those, like... They still brought the game into the movie is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, they still kept it in the idea of, basically, every single time. Because, I mean, it's like for most people when they play games, when they beat a game and it has that ending credit, you know what I mean? Like, they think, like, oh, yeah, I just did that. Like, something especially, like, if it's, like, for example, like, Madden did that and you're a guy who loves football... Mhm. Like getting that it's just kinda like a little reward at the end. And nostalgic. Like, that and yeah, exactly. Like he literally played so much, he'd probably seen that screen so many times, now all of a sudden he's living that. Yeah. Like he never thought that would happen. No, we, I exactly he no just one just kinda dream and then all of a sudden out of a nowhere it they took up on it. And it was Mainly also due to the fact of Orlando Bloom's character.
0: Yeah, Danny Moore. Yeah, Danny Moore. Having a dream of taking guys and gals, you know, behind the console and the screens and putting them in cars mm-hmm. to see if those skills could translate. And he found a couple people that could. He found, technically, I'd say ten.
1: Yeah. To, to even get no, there. Yeah, 10, ten to get there, five to actually prove that, like, they were... Decent Genuinely decent At driving a vehicle And then The th- top three You know They got their
0: uh, They got their They, they got shot. their shot yeah. yeah And It's crazy that They They were able to win And not win But at least place third In the yeah. Beat out Kappa Who was the antagonist Of the film On the track In a sense Some of the crash scenes Were crazy The speed Like those shots Of some of the cars Like
1: yeah, no, because, like, throughout wow. the movie, I had to, because it goes all through kilometers per hour, so I didn't know the conversion off the top of my head, so I'd be sitting there and show, like, the speed that they're going on the steering wheel or something. On the dash, too? Yeah. yeah, on the dash, and I would just look it up What's the conversion for it. I'd see 200, something like that. 220. Like, like the, uh, dude, the crash scenes, like you said. Those were crazy. The part that I did like about the movie a lot was the uh, breakdown of the cars. How, like, they'd be driving and then the car would just break down and all the parts, it would, like, go, like, a whole, like, skeleton version. Basically. Of the car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because that's what Jan was seeing, feeling, and, like, I remember you said it kind of brought on a good point there, is how he would, like, break down the car schematically in, like, a skeleton mode in his head. Mm-hmm. But, like, they showed it like, as a visualization in the movie, and um, when he was driving with Jack for the first time and they crashed, and he's like, yo, the brakes, they were, like, glazed. No one else would have guessed that, and Jack was like, yo, I see something in this kid now because he knows his shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a good little connector there to that aspect of it, how, like, he was able to recognize that. Because the thing is, is,
1: like, granted as well, I will say, Gran Turismo is actually very accurate. I don't know if you've personally played
0: it couple times, I don't have a PlayStation, but it is a very... It's the most accurate racing simulator in the world. Yeah. And for a reason. They got a guy to win actual professional races, get his actual FIA license, or the Formula One racing license, or whatever it's called. And that's amazing. Like, his Mm -hmm. game worked. If that was his actual true intention of the game, then it it worked. Like, he... It paid off. Yeah. I think there are, like, what, like, seven Gran Turismo games now? 6 or 7?
1: Yes, it's now Gran Turismo 7, I believe.
0: Which, it's cool that the it's only going to get better and better, more cars and more cars and all that, but, you know, just to correlate the game into this movie with a real-life story is really awesome. We love video games here, especially. I know you do, Rush, and it was pretty cool to see this monumental-type story, you know, be related to it.
1: <laughs> I hope that PlayStation ends up actually, like creating more games based on their, um,
0: based on, like, their exclusive titles, I should say. So, like, yeah, no, I mean, because Gran Turismo is an exclusive title, right? Yeah, Yeah. Gran Turismo,
1: I believe you can only get on PlayStation.
0: And honestly, like, speaking of PlayStation, you kind of said it there for you, I mean, for everyone here, but they should genuinely maybe start making more movies. Like, they may not be the
1: best. That was, in my opinion, that was a really good movie, and that's probably one of the better movies that's come out in a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'd I- say that and for a lot. And there has been, I'd say the last year that there was probably good movies was maybe, like, 2016.
0: Collectively, yeah, there's always really good movies here and there dropped, but I agree with you. This, in terms of, like, enjoyment... I really wanted to watch it again a couple days after watching it in theater. Mm -hmm. I just really, I I really enjoyed this movie. I don't know what it is about. it. Maybe it's the cars. Maybe it's Orlando Bloom. Everything about this movie was enjoyable to me. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything where I just, like, would just want to shit on, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to this film. And people are going to find stuff will read the critic consensus and what the audience has said on Rotten and stuff, but... You know, in general, I, I think this is a really done, really well done movie, um, in every aspect, but Rush, out of 10, you know, with everything we've said in mind, what would you give this bad 8.5. 8.5? 8. Yeah. See, me, I'm gonna probably go, I'll probably go 8, honestly, 8.5 as well, because just the enjoyment aspect of it, and, you know, the rewatch value is definitely there. And if you're a video game fan, especially a racing fan, this movie's just up your alley. Yes. Like, you will love this movie if you like cars and in general. Um, and it's also pretty easy to follow. The plot. simple. Um, the music's a little, you know, off and on. I mean, when they actually plug a song, it's good. But, you know, when it's the actual, like, score of the movie, it's just like, eh, you know, nothing crazy. They could have had it a little more, like, detail of that but other yeah. than other than like that nitpick I would definitely give it like an eight eight point five as well mm-hmm. um, but let's get into some of the we'll read the audience some of the audience reviews first um, according to Warren G much better than I expected the racing scenes are exciting it's hard to believe it's an actual true story the acting won't win any awards but it is an energy it's entertaining throughout I agree and then according to Andrew P <laughs> This is potentially one of the uh, worst motorsport movies ever produced. Actually, quite possibly one of the worst ever. So many basic errors with horrendous storyline. It it was a real struggle to get through it. Uh, Alright, he didn't list any of the actual problems, but... Just making a bold take I love how
1: he said so many basic errors with a horrendous storyline whenever it's based on a true
0: story. Like, obviously it's going to be dramatized because it's a movie. But I don't know what this guy expected out of it, but um, according to Daryl O, went into this with little to no expectations, as did I. For those thinking that this is a video game movie, it is not. Gran Turismo is a racing movie through and through. With some of the best car sequences of the year, David Harbour is great in this film, as he delivers one of his best performances as a fun ride from start to finish. See, I agree with that, yeah. Like, I agree with that.
1: I think you did also say that you think that that was David Harbour's best uh, performance. No,
0: I, I do think it was his best. Like, I really do. If you don't know who David Harbour is, everyone, he's uh, in Stranger Things. He he's was in Potter Black... lot from Stranger yeah. Things. And he was in Black Widow. Yes. He was in Equalizer 2. Uh, no, Equalizer 1, excuse me. And he's been in a lot of shit. I and mean, he's a guy that you've seen throughout you know cinema and TV show history as really strong supporting character and you know in this he kind of really took helm and I think he deserves more roles like this in my opinion Um, but let's get to what the uh, critics were saying and Rush I'll have you go ahead and read a couple of these
1: Juanma Fernandez Perez although the screenplay is predictable and structured in a conventional form Neil Blomkapp's
0: performance saves the movie. Okay. Who was Neil Blonkap? Neil Blomkapp was... If I'm not mistaken...
1: Was he the rich dude? I think
0: that's the uh, actual... No, that's the uh, director. I don't know what the fuck that critic was talking about, honestly. that... His performance saves the movie? Okay.
1: Julian Little. Gran Turismo made me remember just how fun it is to play the game and made me turn it on when I got home, dreaming of being a race car driver again. That's actually pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah, it, and on top of that, like, I did also like the intro to the movie as well, how it was, like, talking about how the creator, Gran Turismo, created it, how it, like, took so goddamn long, how, like, all the cars, they had to, like, drive them and test them multiple times across all the tracks, creating the track all real as possible. From and scratch. So, exactly. Just in order to, like, bring that realism of racing to life.
0: And they definitely and, did. And then
1: Nissan, like I said, Orlando Bloom's character, Daniel, uh... uh Danny Moore. Fucking Danny Moore, yes. yeah. Yeah. Keep on forgetting it. But Danny Moore, you know, you lit that fire and Nissan took up
0: on it. I mean, I, I don't know when exactly he had the idea and had that meeting, but he, at, you know, during the scene, he was like, there's 80 million Gran Turismo players out mm-hmm. there. are at least 80 million people that have clicked on the game. Yeah, And you can inspire a bunch of people that would want to do this. He was right. And I'm sure it's still working to this day. I know the GT Academy is still there. Um, but according to Rachel Ho, the story is a letdown by an incredibly slow start, although it is just narrow, it just narrowly squeaks by as it crosses the finish line. Okay. Uh,
1: Michael Ward says a rousing crowd, uh, a rousing crowd pleaser, dented and battered perhaps, but mostly intact.
0: Uh, original score was a three out of five from him, I guess. Um, John McDonald said, the underlying message is the impossible, the improbable suggestion that a video game can lead to a glamorous, exciting, well-paid profession. I don't think that's the... I, see, people are so literal, and it's... That's some aspect I'm of the... I'm just wondering how these guys are critics. No, like, how are they getting... It doesn't make any sense. No, I know. It's like, did you watch the movie? It's genuinely like an underdog story. Like a traditional underdog story, but in a different world. With a different situation, in my opinion. Um Neil embraces the fact that his movie is based on a game but also doesn't limit himself to it. Gran Turismo is not ashamed of being a video game movie and it is very it is its very story is a celebration of the people who play the games. I mean to a degree, yeah, they do like genuinely do Gran Turismo justice in this film, but mm-hmm. I I think obviously it's about Jan Martinborough, but a little bit about Jack Salter, but I think more importantly it's a it's like about generally having dreams and you can literally blink and they come true. Yeah. Uh, And this is a prime example of it, but... Someone said, uh, it's Top Gun meets The Hill. Fun Fun and inspiring. Okay. I like that. But, uh, Rush, before we wrap up this episode, what's one thing that you would say to everyone out there to go watch this movie? What's the main draw? I always ask everyone this question.
1: If you are a big lover of just racing, in general and not like street racing like if you just like racing and g- like NASCAR uh, track racing anything like that this will be a movie for you this movie brings all sort. especially like if you're someone that you know just also had dreams of racing this is one of those movies that you just is- watch and you can be like damn that's like you know what I want to do Relatable. Exactly. Like, dude, we know
0: so many people that love racing and love cars. Bro. Exactly. Like, this movie could definitely reach so many people. For mm-hmm. sure. And it did. It made over $40 million in the US. That's a good number. Probably, you know, probably would have wanted it to be a little higher. but Yeah. I mean, in general, I think that that's solid for what it is, especially since no one goes to the movie theaters anymore. Um, but, again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this movie slash film review. Rush, thanks for hopping on this episode. Of course. Really hope you guys uh, check out Gran Turismo for yourself. It's definitely worth the watch. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, at t Reports, on literally every platform you can think of. Make sure you follow or rate the show, whatever platform you're listening to this on. All support is greatly appreciated. This is Trevor and Rush. We're signing out here. Take care, everyone.